There we go. Now it doesn't sound like there's a fucking plane next to me. Water is coming back on right now. That's really, hey, that's really convenient that I had a job interview earlier and couldn't shave my face or wash my hair. But right when I start to do my podcast, that's when the sound of running water comes back on. Great way to start the show. We're here for episode 60 of Joey Hates Everything with, I, I would say that you're probably half of the listeners' favorite guests. A lot of people like RJ just because he's, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, like I don't know, a racist homophobe who who speaks his mind, which we like in America. Yeah, a he, little bit he more... is the voice of the voiceless. Yeah, that you know what? That's a great way to describe him. That's that's yep. RJ Stanley for you right there. Yep. We're here with Danny Travago. That's his stage name. How have you been, buddy? Yeah, bro. You know, I've been working on myself. It's been crazy, bro. Oh, yeah. A lot of a lot of self-help books, reading a lot of inspirational yeah, I, Instagrams. I, 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 yeah, I, I actually attended the Markel Emery School of Communication. It's so amazing um, that you just said that because I was going to do a Markel joke immediately, <laughs> immediately. Listen, listen let's, yeah. let's just set the record straight. Okay. Um, he is a great guy, but <laughs> I would... I, I would rather watch paint dry than listen to this guy <laughs> talk on a podcast. And that's like, the, well, he's not like that in real life. You know that he's not like he, that when you hang thing. out with him. That's the thing is that you talk to him in real life. He's one of the more interesting guys you'll come across. Like he always has a really cool mm -hmm. story to talk about. But here you are sharing like these unreal news headlines on the podcast. And he's just like, oh, yeah, man. Wow. <laughs> is he like watching a movie in the background to where you're like oh markel come on i'm talking to you he's like yeah i'll, I'll get to there in a minute it's it's yeah it's a, it's an anomaly because it's also hilarious like hopefully people understand that like for example last week i made some dumb joke uh on a, on a terrible story about takeoff being shot you know and i go Jesus, man, Kyrie Irving and now uh, one of the best rappers gets shot over dice. Not a great week for you guys. And Markel just goes, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, I'm not speaking. I'm not speaking again until you laugh, say something, you know? Yeah. And I asked, yeah. I asked him directly about that one right after we finished recording. He's like, oh, dude, I was just really high. I'm sorry. I'm like, you made me think that I just ended our friendship over a dice game. Like people who have never heard the show were probably thinking right. that. Right. No. And, and like, there's times where you're sharing your thoughts on something and then you'll be like, yeah, Markel, I mean, do you have any thoughts on this? Um, no, <laughs> it, just, really. it just diffuses there. I'm like, All right, okay, fine. Fair enough. Half the time it's about, it's a story about a, a gay person or, or a black joke. So I understand that he's not, he's not really, it's hard for him to roll with the punches as a guy that grew up in St. Paul. You know what I mean? You got to respect right. that. Yeah, um, no, no, absolutely. It's, you know, we're a couple of entertainers and uh, some people just can't handle it when that red light comes on. You know, for me, it's it's right. go time. Other guys, yeah. uh, you know. Anyway, let's <laughs> the roast of Markel Emery. That would be a great. <laughs> Can you imagine sitting up there and then all of a sudden he just gets this look on his face after the fifth after the fifth person is doing their jokes and he just beats the shit out of them. That yeah, would be I, I can imagine like do that. the only thing, yeah, like the one thing we would need to do, we would have to set it up in the quote unquote auditorium of century. Okay. Oh, yes, and yes. It would have to be a thing where we would get you, me, probably 
you know, two or three of the other guys that we normally talk to. So like Ben and so on and so forth. And we'll just strap Markel to a chair. So, so like he can't get off and attack someone. This, for... this sounds like the premise of get out, except we're going to do it at a middle school auditorium. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. No, I, uh, you know, a lot of people say I gave the greatest performance in that auditorium's history. Do you, do you remember that? We're coming up on the anniversary. Me. I mean, it, it's because it, it kind of sucks because, you know, people say that I have a really, really like specific and vivid memory, but I can't yeah, yes, quite recall autism. what you're talking about. Pretty much. <laughs> no, no, it was, uh, you know, like we were just talking about when that red light comes on, a lot of guys can't, a lot of guys aren't built for that pressure like me. And uh, it was the day before Christmas break and the teachers, they do this every year, apparently in sixth grade at Century Middle School where Dan and I uh, first met, but they don't tell anybody until the day they're going to do it. It's like this secret that makes it more fun. And what it is, is everybody's allowed to get into a group of two to four and in front of the entire grade, you have to sing whatever song you want. Just has to be 20 seconds to a minute. That's all you got to do. And so the idea is like, you got to come up with this thing on the fly and do it in front of all your peers. And, you know, all you care about is being cool in sixth grade. Uh, everybody else tried to go up there and just do like twinkle, twinkle, little star and, you know, fucking rosy posy or whatever that other one is. And we decided to do the, the Lion King theme. And I was the one who went. And it fucking killed dude the entire i mean it was like uh people were che cheering my name agents were talking to me afterwards uh you know my english teacher walked up to me she said you clearly have a grasp on not only art but the english language i don't think you need to be in this class anymore and uh yeah coming up on what what would that be like the the 15 year anniversary <laughs> oh my well hold on so it's so that was what sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Do you have a exact sixth grade time for frame? sure? So sixth, sixth grade so for sixth sure. Grade. Because okay. I, I remember not wanting to kill myself at that point, and then we got to seventh grade. Okay, so sixth grade was okay. So it's thirteen years. Yeah, thirteen years. It's amazing. It's amazing. Because we we knew we knew at that moment in time that when you did that, everybody kind of looked around at each other and they're like, "Yeah, okay, we know who we're up against." Oh, he, he's, like, a, he's a legend. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is definitely the, hey, I'm going to whack into some dude's blanket at my first sleepover with him type of guy. Um, I, I get asked about that sometimes. Like that was a rumor and for that good reason. at our school. Well, it was the right thing to do. Now, here's it was why. the right thing to do. Yep. It was the right thing to do. And here's why. I cannot tell you and I would never shame anybody like this because I think there was there was gay stuff going on. But for any girls listening out there, you have no idea how many circle jerks uh, happen at these boys sleepovers in middle school. Strictly cuts off. I feel like when you get to like 10th grade or something like that, it's like, oh, this is kind of yeah, there's cum involved in this. But I can remember multiple times where everybody was jerking off at once and they were like in the same area. That was never going to be me. You know why? Don't like other guys come. So what did I do? I was I was hard. I was horny. Uh, I you know, like to end my day with a little bit of a jerk just to try and put it all to bed, as they say. And I wasn't going to do it in front of you guys. So I took a Snuggie. And yes, I probably should have worn protection because that Snuggie 
I got to be honest. I think there was some spatter analysis in there. Like if Dexter, if Dexter got in there afterwards, he'd be like, oh yeah, this was, you know, he'd, he'd like picture it in his mind, like how he does on the show. But it's just, it's just me coming to Asa Akira. I was a big fan of her back in the day. I haven't jerked off to her in a while. But basically, yeah, I came in the Snuggie. And then that was like a thing that went around that I had like a thing for Snuggies. And luckily it wasn't like, you know, I'm very lucky that I didn't like uh, put on a performance in it. I was trying to be very uh, private about it and jerk off in the back of the room, which honestly makes you guys gay. So that would be my conclusion from this. And uh, I actually got asked about it like like a year ago. And I was the person who was scared to ask me about it because <laughs> they, <laughs> they thought like something gay happened. And I just been I just been blocking <laughs> it out the entire time. Yeah, like me and Dan, we sucked each other off to an episode of Family Guy. It was, uh, it was from the 07 <laughs> season. So it was really nice. So I uh... well, here's the thing, though, is that it was hidden pretty well, right? Like people would say the term snuggy, but they never knew the context behind it except for the people that were there that night. So like we were really good at being discreet. Yeah. Um, but I mean, do you also remember that night where I think we were ding-dong ditching people and we went to that one house that we obviously i think it was you or one of our buddies that rang the doorbell but then some guy in like a black prius <laughs> followed us back to my driveway and then I, the minute I, that yeah you remember that right of course and i think that really uh that guy probably he probably recognized us because it was your neighborhood and then also i attribute this whole thing to probably why you me or ben didn't get any pussy all of high school is because everybody thought there was like a polyamorous three uh three-way going on or something like that and i'm pretty sure that guy was like these three gentlemen are lovers and i probably shouldn't tell their parents that they're doing risque things such as ding dong ditching um it was yeah middle school was an interesting time you always talk about century and uh how fun it was it was you know, that was like right before you started realizing there were any actual problems in the world. Like I thought I was literally uh, such a, you know, I really would go back and just beat the shit out of myself if I could as an adult, um, because I was so dramatic about things that didn't matter. Like if a girl didn't like me, I was just, I was just distraught about it. And it's not, now it's like, Hey, you know, if you don't pay those late fees by the 16th, you're going to be living at a lifetime fitness, right? And you're like, Jesus yeah. Christ, wish I, would have, yeah. wish I would have focused on some other things. Yeah. And that, that one's not even 24 yeah. hours. So honestly, I would see if you can pick up some extra shifts this week. And you're just like, okay. Right. Kind of wish I could go back to uh, worrying about if my parents were going to see the score of the science test before the weekend. Uh, that was a lot do more you have, fun. Do you remember though, like, the, the instilled fear that everybody had from Century where like you just collectively hold your breath anytime you get a test back, like regardless of if you aced it or completely bombed the shit out of it, everybody would kind of be looking at each other like, oh, fuck, well, our lives are over sort of thing if i really you know i really really appreciate you trying to be like more relatable to the the person's podcast you're on but let's be honest dan you never have gotten a test back once in your life and been like oh, i don't know i don't know dude honestly i'll i'll counter that in 10th grade 
I was in a geometry course. I can't remember the teacher to be exact, but um, geometry and math has just never been my thing, right? So I took the test, I handed it in. I'm like, I am genuinely uncertain if I got like a 90 or like a 40%. (laughs) And I got it back and it was like 48 out of 100. But she emailed me and she was like, if you come back and you correct this, we can walk through it together. You know, I'll bump you up to like an 85. Like, well, fuck yeah. Like I'm- Were you eating this lady out? That was never offered to me once in any of my schooling. No, no, but she was just like, she was like one of those teachers in which it was, she was so like personable with her students to where she would just offer chance after chance to go and correct tests and projects and like she was the least strict person ever and that that was like that was legitimately the only time where i looked at myself i'm like i do not think i was remotely close to passing (laughs) but i mean otherwise yeah it's you know and i get i get what you're saying here you just have to like sort of compare that to who you're talking to though like for example I probably I'm very surprised that I was never recruited by the CIA or the FBI or anything like that, because the shit I would do to cheat tests is comparable to 9-11. I was burning documents to try to try and succeed. (laughs) I I literally I there was one time you're talking about I have no idea if I got a 40 or a 90 on that when I was about to turn. 17 like i was 16 and i had just uh gotten a car for my birthday but just you know being the lazy fuck i am both of my parents were working as well just didn't have uh a lot of time to go and take that permit and then license test so i got mine a little bit later than everybody even though my birthday came first and i remember there was this one time we were in it was the end of the year in my geometry class and you know holy fuck like we're talking about shapes and shit i don't I don't even know if you ask me to explain what a circumference is to people that I don't know and I'm not comfortable with, I might have a panic attack and start vomiting Um, because I just truly I'm not confident in any of my knowledge of any of this. Right. And my parents told me, they said, look, if you don't pass math, we can't let you get your license. We can't let you go around and drive and have a fun summer. You have to pass math. And I was, I had like literally a 16% in the class, just all the CTE from, from uh, Garrett Quinnell's dad, making me line up 40 yards away from Logan Mills and then smack our faces into each other. The 12 people that get that are laughing their asses off right now. And they're like, that's why he's retarded. That's why he can't form thoughts coherently. But I truly believe I had CTE at that point. I was hit hard and I was a lot, I was really little. And um, they, they told me, you know, you're not, you're not driving if you don't pass. So what I did was <clears throat> I skipped math on the day of the test. And I was like, I'll take the hit. I'll tell them uh, straight up I wasn't ready for the test. My parents, you know, they can only get mad to a certain degree because I'm showing that I'm trying to pass it. And uh, skipped math. By some miracle, they never even got a call about it. I go the next day. All of the tests are sitting on the little area right on the corner of the teacher's desk. And I noticed this and she's like, all right, here's your test. Give me a blank one. I genuinely tried and I filled the whole thing out and showed my work. The, the packet test was just covered in, in, in stencil or whatever is used instead of lead now. And I knew that I failed. So I turn it in, I go to my next class 
and I just start panicking. I'm like, I can't do this whole summer without, without a car. I want to drive so bad. So I ask our biology teacher if I can go back down or if I can go to the bathroom and I sprinted all the way down there. This is like, as the bell is ringing and, uh, my teacher is beginning the next class, my geometry teacher. I get in there and I go, I totally, totally forgot to write my name on the test. Can I just grab it and put it on there real quick? And she's not thinking that I'm pulling off some Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul shit right now. Uh, she has no idea because it was insane. I take the test back up to my biology class with another girl's test. That girl, Callie, she was a very, she's a bigger gal, very quiet, but it was very nice. And she saved, she saved my entire summer because I took this girl's test. I copied the entire test, shredded hers, and then brought mine back down. I just, I just made up some bullshit excuse. I threw away this girl's test and nobody found out about it. She had to redo the whole thing. I got a 97% after having a fucking 23 in the class and passed just by doing that. Passed with a D minus. You know, you you strike me as a guy that would be recruited to play for like the New England Patriots. Yes, or absolutely. Like you, you, you would fit very well into Sean Payton's scheme if, uh, you know, 2009 specifically. Yes, um, absolutely. Both those guys. I'm slightly racist and I'm willing to treat. Like that's, you know, it's, I would fit it. I, that's the Patriot way. That's the Patriot way. You tolerate blacks and you do what it takes to win. Bill Belichick told me that, and I've lived my life by that ever since. Yeah, man. That's Are you crazy, doing a Mark Kelly? Yeah. Markel, I think I can talk about this because it's all legal. Uh, so Markel, you know, I, we've never hit this. He's never asked me to not talk about it at all besides the details. He's, in some legal bullshit right now, which is truly, truly, in my opinion, very, very much bullshit and racism happening. But regardless, for a while, he didn't want me to say on the podcast that he was smoking weed here and there because it's illegal in Minnesota. And at the time, he didn't have a medical card. Now he right. just got a medical card back. And Dan, you're not a stoner, so you wouldn't know this. The average THC percentage, right? That's like how you test how strong weed is. The sure. average THC percentage of something you can buy on the street in Pennsylvania, Minnesota, Wisconsin, somewhere where it's illegal, but not, it's not treated like meth. You're getting an average of 8% THC. What I buy when I go to the store is fucking 20. What Markel gets because he's a medical user now is like 18. So that jump right. obviously was not going to have him, uh, you know, it's, it's a weird mix when one guy is on Adderall and Mike's hard. And the other dude just took a year and a half long tolerance break is and now is smoking medical pot, you know? So we got to give him a bit of a break on it. It's we're, we're having fun, but we do got to give him a bit of a break there. Yeah, to totally, bro. Dan, when was the last time you got high? Like when was the last time you ingested a substance that was not alcohol? Uh, ooh. Yesterday. Oh, shit. Really? You smoke, you smoke some weed? Didn't smoke. No, uh, edible. Holy shit. How many milligrams? Um, 20. Dude, that is impressive. And you were able to like hold your own. Yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah, it wasn't too, I mean, it was really fun. I was just, I was just sitting here playing, I think FIFA or fucking 
MLB the show, but no, it was like really relaxing and whatnot. But no, I'd, that's like I'd my try. favorite thing to do is start a video game sports season while you're stoned as shit and just like treat it like it's real, like you're the coach. Oh, yeah, yeah, easily. It's been three I mean, but, hours and now it's week nine and you got to answer questions to the press. Let's okay. I saw okay, now that I feel like it's a good segue. I saw your story the other day on Snapchat when you're got you guys beat Buffalo. Yes. Um would you say as a Viking fan that that was the best game you've ever seen regardless of if it's postseason or regular season i i could give a damn but would you say with confidence that's the best game you've watched yes because and here's why and first of all before i go into that i'm glad you brought this up my snapchat stories you got to keep in mind sometimes sometimes folks they're going to be a little bit cringe and that's the only ounce of respect i have for myself is that i don't give a shit and so i'll just i'll put it up if i think it's funny Going like browning out on on Jack Daniels as your team is in the game of the year, pro- probably regular season wise, the game of the decade. Uh, you know, you look, I was I just want to defend myself for a second. I was fucked up and very excited. That is the closest I felt to Coke since the last time I did it. And uh, <laughs> that's my excuse. That being said, I do think that is one of the greatest Vikings wins of all time, and here's why. There have been two other times in my entire life that I thought the Vikings legitimately had a shot to win the Super Bowl. Um, you know, every other year, there's I cheer for them, of course, and I watch every game, and I think we it's football. So you're not playing a series, and it doesn't come down to literally just mechanics, one guy being better than the other. It's it's the wildest shit ever. Watching a football game nowadays is rolling a pair of dice and whoever scores higher wins. Um, that being said, there was an early 2000s run that the Vikings made that you know my dad was very excited about. And I remember them losing to the Cardinals. And I literally, to show my father uh, th- that I was dedicated to the team and that I am a tough guy, I drew a picture of a Cardinal and then I chewed it up in front of him. <laughs> it was like this it was like it looked like a cave painting that was discovered after a flood it was just this mix of red and black that kind of looked like a bird and uh i was like dad this is how much i hate the cardinals right now he's like what don't do that this got fucking ink on it you know he just he just the bit didn't work that was the first failed bit of my existence some 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 gauge some gauge manthy type tactics yes Uh, i went full i'm gonna swallow ink out of protest he did that out of protest for uh i I don't have a joke there i don't he might have been into some crazy shit anyway um i the reason this season is significant is because we're making insane plays out of, out of nowhere, and that's the teams that win. So, you know, the past two seasons that I've actually thought the Vikings were had a chance of winning the Super Bowl, it was we're playing our best players and we're going to beat you with skill. And we're just going to hand it off to Adrian Peterson. Brett Favre is going to throw a bomb multiple times a game. This time it's the Bills are driving, and they've got one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and – the same guy makes two huge interceptions. Uh, you, re- you you don't give up when there's 54 seconds left and you're down by two points. You're trying to punch that ball out and it happens. 
I mean, that was the craziest, uh, craziest regular season game I've ever seen. I try not to do more than five minutes of football talk on the podcast just because it's not a football podcast. But I'm telling you, even if you think football is boring as fuck, just go uh, due to like restrictions with commercials and regional bullshit, which is ridiculous. If you look up the regular highlights for the Vikings, it doesn't show the last. I think it's literally 37 minutes uh, after regulation. So you have to go look up. It's it's an NFL video and you just have to go look up Vikings versus Bills 2022 crazy ending and uh, you'll find it. It's the last 37 minutes of the game. Vikings recover the ball in the Bills end zone to go ahead by three points. The Bills then score a field goal to take it to overtime. Uh, Vikings score a field goal. Bills drive down the downfield, throws an interception right to Patrick Peterson. It was so fucking awesome. I was uh, I had left during halftime because the Vikings were getting crushed, and I was like, I'll just listen to the rest of the game while I go get some sushi. They start coming back as I get to a public park where the, we're not talking a public park where like, you know, the ones we grew up where there's like families and shit. Maybe somebody else is watching football on their phone. These are like business people working on a Sunday. So there's two things they care about. There's three cocaine, money and making sure their wife never finds out that they cheat on her every time they go to Scottsdale. And when you disturb that balance, when you're sitting there in a fucking multicolored sweatshirt, a Vikings color rush jersey and sweatpants, and you're screaming, it attracts the attention of security guards. This game was so intense and awesome that a security guard actually asked me to leave and I just didn't. I was like, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> taking my my eyes off this game. It was like a like a 60-year-old woman. She, you can't, you can't do that over here. And I was like, I don't know what she's talking about. You know, she's you can't, you can't in here. And as she walked away, I realized I was holding my skateboard. So she was just, you know mentally ill and unable to communicate that but i'll get off the vikings talk here it, it really is uh i'm so excited and so happy i think they really do have a chance we'll see how this breaks my heart in the end but it's it's funny that i have you on the podcast right now like how bad the packers are doing with, with how good the vikings are doing it reminds me of the boy in the striped pajamas because we're still friends and right now we're talking through the fence and pretty much no matter what happens, we're going to be buddies and we're going to respect our teams. But the Chiefs are going to lead us into a gas chamber at the end. That's that's how this goes down. You know, I uh, let me put it to you this way. It, it 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 brings me back to 2017 when you think about it, that, you know, the Vikes were on this really dominant run. But it's not, I mean, the, the difference between 2017 and this year is that 2017, you look at it and you say, well, the defense was that dominant to where they were primarily responsible for every win, right? Because Case Keenan would just be this game manager. But mm -hmm. now they have a really dynamic, explosive offense where shit can just happen any day of the week. Um, and I don't know. The, the, I was I I talked to a few people about this that if if Mike Zimmer was still the coach of the team, the Vikings would be five and four. They would not be eight. They wouldn't be eight and one. They that he would, you know, he would throw his players under the bus. He would probably burn Cousins' house down and then kill his whole family. Yeah. Um, he would, you know, 
tell everybody why he's the best thing since sliced bread and then proceed to like, you know, sleep with Ziggy Wilp's wife to try and get a contract extension, even though it's completely undeserved. Um, I, I would let, he, first of all, I just want I just wanted to be known. I just want to make this point. I would let any member of the Vikings organization sleep with my wife right now. If it meant it, we would win a Super Bowl. I think that's a compromise. Many people would make. I agree. Sorry, because no, isn't it weird though how the, how the, like the the dynamic has switched to where people were so used to Green Bay having just year after year of just sustained quote unquote success, and now it's just drastically flipped where you know they're just really an average team with a quarterback that's dwindling in production, and now. The Vikings are, I would say they're the best team in the NFC. I don't know about you. I would because you yes. know the Eagles lost last night. So they've clearly shown that, you know, they're penetrable per se. But I want you to name me another team in the NFC that can beat the Vikings, honestly. Well, here, here's the thing, right? Like the Vikings, going back to what I was saying before, and then, and then we'll move on for anybody that's like, bleeding out of the ears right now because <laughs> i do get it i do get it like if the same conversation was happening about baseball right now i'd be like oh, come on guys yeah um yeah. but i i do have to say the biggest difference with this vikings team is that yes i do believe we could lose to the fucking giants in the playoffs right like i if we got to go into at&t stadium which is not how it's going to happen likely because the vikings will probably have home field advantage throughout the playoffs but just saying, you know, we go up against one of these teams and we're expected to win, I could absolutely see the Vikings losing a game like that. But at the same time, I have this same feeling, same exact level of strength on this feeling that the Vikings can win the Super Bowl. And um, I remember, this is cheesy as fuck, but if it, if it happens, if they do win, they're going to play this clip. Uh, probably meet Kirk Cousins because of this. My grandma moved here, haven't, hadn't seen her in three years. And uh, the first day she was here, we're sitting outside, double rainbow comes up. And she goes, you got to make a wish. You got to make a wish. And I just, I said it out loud, which I know you're not supposed to do, but I'm not a homo and I'm not scared because of this offense so deep. I said out loud, I wish the Vikings would win the Super Bowl. And my grandma said, my grandma's like religious and shit, you know, like I was expecting her to be like, God, thank you for sending us this rainbow. Please watch over Dominic. And Kate, that's what like old Italian women, and she's not even Italian. She's just from New Jersey and old, which is the same thing. They say <laughs> so slow. And Laura and my son, Vincent. No, she actually instead went, you know what? I hope the Vikings win the Super Bowl too. That's my wish too. And this was a double rainbow, which I've seen like twice in my life. Okay. Is it twice? Maybe the second time I've seen a Vikings team this good. So there's a chance that it can happen. Skull Vikes eight and one getting it done. Best team in the league. You hear? You heard it right there. They're not, they're not. The Chiefs are. The Chiefs are better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, hey, I'm keeping my mouth shut. We'll cut. We'll cut that part out, right? Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. I could, you do, we'll have to do a football podcast sometime soon because you know I could keep talking about this for the remainder of the episode. You know, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
let's get into what do you say we get into some stories unless there was anything yes, else you want to bring up first no nope, okay nope take it away all right here's a here's some fun ones to start out with we've got uh businessinsider.com russian missiles struck nato ally poland and two people are killed as putin's forces barraged ukraine a u.s defense told a u.s official told the ap uh, so two people were reportedly killed after Russian missiles landed in an eastern Polish village. Poland is a member of NATO, which operates under the principle of collective defense. It is not clear how Poland or NATO will respond. Right off the bat, right off the bat, I'm reading the word village and I'm going, what is the difference? Russia has so many nuclear weapons. They are militarily advanced. Uh, they're just maybe slightly under NATO. They've a massive population and they kill anybody that goes against uh, what their leader says. So the fact that you're attacking a village, the word village, that to me is like, what is the difference from that and walking up and punching a homeless woman in the face at a Chick-fil-A? Like, what, what is Poland supposed to do? They have villages. Have you ever heard something in America described as a village? Unless it was some awful place in Austin that a college girl likes going to, it's just how can you? How can you? I know the Ukrainians; they're very into the Nazi stuff. I, that's you know, I I know that that's a problem. But how do you cheer for Russia in this situation? All right, I know the Astros cheated, but people in Philadelphia spit mustard and beer into the faces of children uh, during games. You know, like one, they're both. I'm not a fan of either. But I'm cheering for one. Yeah. Um, I mean, I hear, it's, but it's you think about it this way. So they attack Poland. Shouldn't, in theory, NATO respond and be like, we told you not to go and interfere with NATO-backed countries. And because you did, we're going to go and do X, Y, and Z. Instead, they're just kind of being like, okay, kill whoever you want. We don't care. We profit it's, off the war anyway. It's a great point. It's almost like NATO, this is the scenario, okay? All of these countries that we're allies with that are very small and still have villages, let's say they're a hot chick, all right? And NATO, that's us. We're some dude. We're like a smaller dude, maybe 5'10". Um, not exactly buff, but still muscular, but knows MMA, like, like is a black belt. Okay. Our weapons compared to these other guys, they might as so, well have okay. sticks. So like, so like Brazilian jujitsu type stuff. Exa yes. Yes. BJJ. Okay. And, yep. um, and we're walking right now. Right. And Russia and China are these two little, they're like these two little asshole teenagers. Uh, and they walk up to us. And they go, they say to your wife, they don't, they don't like touch her or anything like that uh, at first. And they're just like, this bitch looking fine as, as fuck tonight. It's, and it's a white guy. It's a white guy. It's not a black guy. It's a full wigger, 16 year old wigger who doesn't even have like a tough background. He just likes little Uzi Vert a lot. And that's why he talks like that. He's like, damn, she looking fine as fuck tonight. And we're NATO and we're like, hey man, back, chill out a little bit, chill out. You know, that's, that is my, uh, that's my girlfriend. And then China comes up and that China's like a skinny Asian dude, skinny, overconfident Asian dude. And he, he smacks her on the ass. I'm sorry. That's Russia. That's Russia. That's the metaphor for them launching a new uh, missile into Poland, mm -hmm. who is our girlfriend. Mm -hmm. 
And now we're sitting here like, okay, um, so I know that I could literally eat these two guys. If I wanted to, I would fold their arms in half and then bite them by the neck. That's, that's the military power that we have just in the U.S. You add our allies to that. It's like, what are we talking about? But now we just, we just let it go. We just walked away right. from, uh, from a dude smacking our chick's ass. And it's like, hey, man, I respect that because you could have really hurt some people if you responded. But at the same time, how many times are we going to let that happen? How long before it's like, oh, this guy's not going to do shit, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard to say. Like, I, I don't want to attribute what's going on in Ukraine to, like, bullying, for instance, right? Because it, we're definitely doing something about it. You know, you're funding weapons, you're funding aid, you're funding assistance, but... At the same time, when you think about it in the grand scheme of things, all you're doing is really just telling Russia, hey, you better stop that. I mean, we, we're not going to go and like fight you, but hey, you better knock that shit off or else. And then you like you're shaking your fist at a cloud. Um, yeah. And I, I, I just wonder how long longer this shit is going to carry on for before someone just says, OK, that's enough and just does some like repulsive act <laughs> and then you and I get drafted and then we get dishonorably discharged for friendly fire and then our lives spiral because of that well all of this all of this is so negative but the positive silver lining I try to keep to it is this fantasy I have in my head where you know they always say if they're gonna if there is a, an attack on the U.S. it will go directly towards Los Angeles, you know, just California or New York in general because they would want to hit as many people as possible if they were gonna do it. I hope like some guy in Russia is drunk on vodka and he miscalculates it, and it just blows South Dakota off the map. We'll we'll take some casualties in Minnesota from that. Trust me, but it's fine. It's it's the necess the necessities of war. And then, and then immediately when that happens, it'll be exactly like that scene from Modern Warfare 2 after No Russian happens. For anyone who's not a nerd, No Russian is that, uh, it's like one of the most controversial missions in video game history. You basically just, you're at a, a, like an active shooter and you shoot up a, an airport. We are, we are basically, um, uh, Dude, I just totally lost my train of thought there. I hate when that happens. I panic, and then I'm like, I have no idea what I was just saying. That um, one's for you, Markel. That yeah, Markel would be great here. <laughs> he could step in and just go. Yeah, no. So I was saying, I was saying. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It would be exactly like like if they launched a nuke at us. There's that scene in Modern Warfare Two in the cutscenes where you find out Sergeant Shepard. He's supposed to be like this. Uh, uh, you know, good guy, raw, raw American guy. You know, he's he's all about the good fight. But you find out that he was he helped the Russian bad guys stage this attack because then the Russian guys shoot you at the end and Russia discover the Russian military discovers your body. They're like, oh, this is an attack by the Americans, which is so retarded because Modern Warfare 2 takes place in 2014 when there were more CCTVs than people at airports. Like they would know they <laughs> they did none of them wore masks. Sorry, folks. Sorry about the technical difficulties there. I know I was on a comedic roll and you were so ready for me to say something hilarious. But if you're ever wondering why. You shouldn't, uh, you know, steal another girl's test and 
throw it away after copying the whole thing. It's because you should do well in school. So that way you can afford the 15 minutes a, a, a month, uh, the $15 a month to pay for Zoom. If you can't do that and then you uh, try to have a podcast and make points about stuff, it kind of really just defeats the purpose because you're like, why would I listen to anything this person is saying? They don't have the $15 a month for the subscription. Anyway, I was basically, my point was like, Russia is, uh, you know, in that scene in Modern Warfare, right? So they, they find the American guy, even though that's so stupid that they weren't able to check the security cameras at the airport eight, uh, 13 years after 9-11. But they they mobilize all the Americans. Uh, Shepard, that guy, the bad guy in the story is like, tomorrow, every American will wake up as a patriot and then there will be no shortage of volunteers, right? Like I, if they ever attack the U.S., they would take anybody that was trying to get into the military. And obviously, you know, as many problems I have with this country, I'm still a pat. All right. I'm still a patriot. Uh, I have this fantasy for as dark as everything is of me just hanging out of the side of a helicopter that's flying extremely low to the ground. And I have aviators on and a bulletproof vest, nothing under the bulletproof vest. It's just kind of like my chest. And it's, it's that uh, ACDC song. And I have a blunt in the side of my mouth and some like hard ass uh, sergeant is just, he leans over, he goes, Capuana, you can't be smoking that crap up here. And the fucking, you know, he has to yell it because we're in the helicopter. And I go, send me home then chief. And then it cuts to the next scene where I'm just going full Rambo. Like I'm just, you know, my three, my three friends that I still have in South Dakota, they were turned to ash and I'm thinking about them. And I, you know, I'm stabbing a Russian soldier in the face going, he never had the chance to go to a legal state. And, you know, you just, you just, his face is just destroyed. This could be a Tarantino called the, uh, it's just called the draft. Anyway, <laughs> that was my point. And it wasn't funny because I had to restart the joke uh, six minutes after we got cut off. And uh, yeah, Dan, anyway, do you, do you have any connections to Russia? I feel like you're such an international guy. That you might you seem like the guy could, that could be friends with Putin. No, I, I you know, first off, I, I don't even think I know anyone by the name of Vladimir or Dmitry. So you can cross me off the contraband list of being tied to any um uh Russian spies for that matter. Yeah. Um yeah. it's a country I've always wanted to visit, but now I think if I even showed up there with an American passport, I would easily be, you know looked at or treated differently than if I had, you know, like a, a German passport, right. Or like a, a Finnish passport or why, if why I had do you want to go there? Why do you want to go there? I can think of 20 other countries I would rather go to right now. I don't fuck Russia. I don't no, I said, no, back then. I mean, obviously now it's different because, you know, you feel like you're in the, the, the second cold war with how, tense things are but is it different then, these guys were putting people in the mental hospital for for being gay till 1995 is it that different like i wouldn't want to go there i don't there's yeah, never no, been a, a point good, it's a good point it, it, it's a yeah. it's a good point um i i don't know i mean there's i guess there's just something about being like hey i had the opportunity to go here when you know it's not the most desired place to travel to so to speak so it's it's more or less just for like the story than oh, it is yes, to like yes, okay. genuinely go there 
Um, cause I'm with you on that. It's like, you know, if I wanted to go to a place where they, you know, execute the mentally disabled, I would just go to Texas or, you know, some backwoods state in this country. Speaking of uh, executing the mentally disabled, that honestly, that's a good transition into a story. I didn't, I didn't get the headline on and I didn't write down the most recent facts from it, but how about the Nicholas Cruz stuff, man? I am, I mean, I was, uh, I'm one of those guys that thinks if you do something that horrible, you don't deserve to die. Like you don't, you are not granted that freedom of getting to restart. You know what I mean? Like you should have to. Well, yeah. Yeah. You should have to live every waking second of every day. Unless it was an act, they played uh, the audio of the shooting. They played the audio of the shooting for the jury and Nicholas Cruz. Anybody who doesn't know who that is, he's the Parkland shooter from 2017, shot up that right. high school in Florida. Um, he couldn't listen to it like he had his ears covered. Now, maybe his lawyer told him to do that or whatever, but... You know, I, I hope that guy has, uh, I hope he regrets it because I don't think if you pushed it to that point and you're like, I'm going to go kill a bunch of people just for no reason. Um, I don't, I don't think you would actually ever care about it, but the way he showed in the trial, he, it's, a, it's affecting him. And I hope that that's real because the torture of having to be alive, like, let's say you woke up one day, like you were a, a truly like insane, schizophrenic, mentally ill person. And you woke up one day and you started seeing aliens everywhere and you end up at your school and you think that you're shooting aliens for the whole time. And you and then all of a sudden uh, you snap back to and you're in court listening to the audio of that. You, you would have the same, you'd have a worse reaction, right? Like you'd be screaming in pain. The guy, uh, I think he actually does care and he knows what he did was wrong. It's not like he blacked out completely and had a schizophrenic breakdown. He knows what he did. And so in my opinion, if that's actually like affecting him and stuff like that, that's great that he has to live the rest of his life in a jail cell. Uh, if you watched any of the coverage of the actual sentencing, the judge removed any ability for him to get, I can't pronounce this word. I think it's conversary, conversary, something like that. That's like where, you know, prisoners, yeah. they can have money put on their books. She cut the whole thing off for him. So he's going to be in solitary confinement Literally, all he will have access to is a wall and maybe one hour of outside time every day, as well as some prison food. And to me, that is so much worse than death. So there is something to be said about that as far yeah. as the death penalty. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm with you on that. I mean, to, to put it simply, I totally empathize and understand where like the victim's families are coming from, especially in their statements where they would look right at the guy and say you know you don't deserve to breathe the same air as us for you know what you did but at the same time it's like isn't that technically the easy way out of yes. like a really heinous and reprehensible act right that you like he goes and just indiscriminately fires upon anyone that he sees I would think that the most appropriate punishment for a guy as unstable and psychotic as that is to go and do what you said, throw him in a confined room for the next 70, 80 years and just have him sit there. I mean, the the thought of what he did eating at him is exactly the result that he should be experiencing. 
and he wouldn't experience that right if he was just executed. Let's let's play this, and that, that is a great um, point. That's exactly what I'm saying. Let's play this clip. I haven't watched this. It's from uh, Fox 13 Tampa Bay. Title of this YouTube video is Nicholas Cruz apologizes for Parkland massacre. I tried to play something on the audio just directly into the mic from my phone last time, and it came out really bad. So hopefully, I don't have to cut this part out. But let's just let's just see like. It's just interesting to see what the apology would be, right? Yeah. Just decide wishes to add to the record or or present at this time. Okay. Wait, I gotta pause it. I gotta pause it right there. Like right, I already, I already have a problem right there. Most of the courtroom is not wearing a mask, and he did that to try and appear more human and more innocent. Can I take off my mask? Like, this is why if if anyone in my family was ever killed in a mass shooting, I don't I don't know if I could be there just because you ruin like you you ruin your own case if you attack the person. And if I heard somebody who just slaughtered, 37 people in our town with a machine gun and and that includes one of my family members which is why you would be there in the court today i i would immediately be upset by that let's let's keep going right for what i did and i have to live with it every day and if i were to get a second chance i would do everything in my power to try to help others and i am doing this for you and i do not care if you do not believe me and i love you and i know you don't believe me but i have to live with this every day and brings me nightmares and I can't live with myself sometimes, but I try to push through because I know that's what you guys would want me to do. I hate drugs and I believe this country would do better if everyone would stop smoking marijuana and doing all these drugs. I did not, I wow. Causing racism I, and violence. I, I, I didn't expect it to go this way. What this is right here, folks, what you are listening to is a literal suicide attempt. So now, now I am... Now I am truly elated that this person did not get the opportunity to die. I mean, the, the gift of being released from all that, what he's, tr- he's literally trying to do right now is get the death penalty. It, that, that's fucking crazy. Let's keep going. Out in the streets. I'm sorry, and I can't even watch TV anymore. And I'm trying my best to maintain my composure, and I just want you to know I'm really sorry. And I hope you can be a chance to try to help others if, if i believe it's your decision to decide where i go whether i live or die not the jury's i believe it's your decision i'm sorry it's okay, it's insane that it's a, that's the end of the clip. I, I want go you, ahead. yeah i i want you to pause this so number one just to get this out of the way that's complete crocodile tears that yeah lack. oh no oh no we lost dan dan can you hear me dan no. So, oh, what's up? Oh, can you still hear me? We cut out for yeah, a second yeah, and now I'm getting yeah, a notification yeah, yeah, that good. says, all right, all right, keep going and I'll let you know yeah, if we're it good. pauses again. If I can't yeah, hear okay. us, okay, go, go, go. All right, so, so, so I, I can't, like, obviously no sane person can get behind that. It's not like this guy went and inadvertently burned someone's house down and he was like listen you need to understand how genuinely remorseful and sorry i am it was an accident i'll do everything i can to help rebuild a house and you know cover the financial cost of the damage and and you know whatever have you the guy went with clear intentions to go and inflict 
as much harm on people and you know students, teachers, you know, other faculty as much as possible. And yes. the guy had no second thoughts doing it. Like he literally took a gun in the middle of a hallway, in a crowded hallway, and started indiscriminately firing. And now he goes in front of multiple people in a courtroom in which he is solely responsible for ruining or or you know at the bare minimum indefinitely damaging their lives in terms of you know lost loved ones and whatever have you and saying yeah i'm sorry it's like no you know if it, and and i'll never ever be in this position but the one if if i was in that position i would just say you decide my fate because i can't get out of this nothing that i'm going to say is going to change reality i'm not going to go and apologize and then suddenly 30 plus people here appear and then they're alive like that's just it, that's not the case it's like for instance you look at what happened in texas in may if that guy didn't die and he was in a courtroom and he tried saying that about fucking kindergartners and first graders that he gunned down. You think anyone would be like, oh, my God. Well, you know, he's working on himself. He's apologetic. <laughs> he's, we should probably. He's working it. on himself. It's like, no, dude, that's fucking outrageous. Like, <laughs> he's, he's totally trying to play the sympathy card. And it's just not going to work. It's not. It 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 it, it really isn't. It. But again, if you or I were in there, and we were a part of the jury, like we were a part of what to decide with this guy's life in our hands, I would say, do you want to know something? Throw him in a facility in the middle of nowhere, like in the middle of you know Missouri or Kansas. Yes. Where yes. there is just Great there point. is there is nothing around you. You don't know where anything is. All you can look at is essentially the ceiling and a window in terms of it's either daylight or nighttime. You're not yeah. close to anything. You can't talk to anybody else. The only time you're ever allowed out is, you know, via, you know, armed guards at a max security prison, but you're confined to a cell for, you know, 22, 23 hours in a day. That's what I, I, I think do. it is 23. Yeah, I think it's oh, 23. No, because the amount of mental torture that guy is going to go through if that, you know, obviously if that's the option that they take is, is going to be way, way extreme. But let me be really clear. He deserves all of it. The guy ruins yeah. so many lives, right? So it's like, and, and I don't care if he murdered fucking 30 people or he murdered two or three people. The, the number doesn't make a difference. The guy went with intent to harm, you know, mentally, physically, whatever have you. And you look at it like, what? look what fucking happened in Virginia with the football player. The guy goes and shoots three people, three of his former teammates. Everybody has to shelter in place. And it's like, could you imagine being a family member, a friend, a loved one of these three these three football players that unfortunately passed away and the guy's just in there. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm sorry. I just didn't know what I was thinking. It's like, yeah, it's, you did. It is. It is interesting. The point you brought up a few minutes ago when you said, and I will, of course, this would never be me. And I'm, I'm thinking in my head as you were saying that, well, of course not, of course. And then I was like, I wonder 
if the Packers made some sort of Super Bowl run this year, if I would be saying the same thing in court. Like I, you know, I just uh I just couldn't take it anymore. I'm I'm sorry for what I did, but honestly, the influence of marijuana and you know the Packers making the playoffs at eight and nine. I just uh I hope that you'll forgive me. You and I'm sorry I, and, and I will try to probably help have you. okay. You probably have more insight on this than I do. Why did he rope in weed in in his argument or his statement? Oh, I mean, it's just, you know, like I said, I think he was literally trying to commit suicide right there. Like, I think that that was my point is that he is clearly, clearly knows like the rest of his life is fucked. And whether or not that selfishness or serious remorse, we'll never know because we're not, you know, we're not in his head. But to say something like that, uh, basically, when this whole story came out, um, that was just a part of it that really somehow caught fire, probably because it was even mentioned. People were like, what the fuck does weed have to do with this? He just killed a billion people. I watched the office reruns when I smoke weed, right? Like, I think that's that's the reason he even mentioned that, because he's like, I don't I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. Let me just try and blame this on weed and tell these people who I just killed their kids that I'm yeah. sorry. You know, like I, we could keep going on it. We'll, we'll have to move on. Uh, yeah. It is what it is. Right. But, you know, in my opinion, I guess the grand point was that I think it's, it's great that he's going to have to spend the rest of his life in prison. You know, and, um, and that's, that's the one thing. And obviously, you know, we can, move on to a different topic but it, it uh, unfortunately it's a never-ending cycle right you look at it and you say because uh, remind me of this when was the last time someone ever said oh you know i wonder if there's going to be another shooting it's always a right, win right, right? it's not an if yeah. okay yeah, uh... and you, it's a cycle where you say to yourself an unspeakable act happens where some lone nut goes and commits something just so unfathom unfathomable i can't even say that fast like you look at texas yeah and you say to yourself okay 18 kids are are dead right they haven't even experienced what it's like to be an adolescent or going into you know full adulthood and of course you have everyone offering their thoughts and prayers as if that's fucking going to do anything for the future You've had multiple opportunities to try and do some levels of gun reform. And then you have your hardcore Republicans saying, you know, if you come and try and take my guns, I'm going to go and shoot you in the head. And you have the hardcore Democrats coming across and being like, well, we don't want this shit to happen again. So we have to do something. And then it just leads to more of a, you know, a divisive country. And so on and so because I'll put it to you this way, and uh, I'll I'll stop being too political after this. I really thought what happened in Texas was going to be the end of their governor because of his refusal to do anything after that. But when he won, I'm just like, this is the reality of the situation, guys, is that people can be way too embedded in the constitution where they said, You want to know, no, you know. People are crazy. They can do what they want. It's like, yeah, you know, yes, they can do what they want. But at the same time, when was the last time you ever heard of anything happening like this overseas in the UK? The last time that happened, that was in the late 90s. Okay. And then nothing happened after that. But 
And it's again, it's frustrating because it's a never ending cycle, right? Because now it could happen any day, it could happen any year. And the same thing is going to happen again, where it garners so much media attention in the first two to three weeks. Everybody is saying, you know, thoughts and prayers with the families and the affected ones of these people. And then a new shooting happens. And then they moved to that one. Um, this but, is why I've always said, introduce the guns into school. Let's have the kids whenever there's a disagreement. We don't we don't call the parents. We set a Glock nine in front of them. And whoever grabs the gun first, you, you know, what, we, what we'll do, what we'll really teach them. Let's say there's a disagreement over Foursquare, right? Like it was on the line, but it was discussed before the game started that the if the ball hits the line, that's still technically in. And there's two kids fighting over it. They're near tears. They're very upset. We put a disassembled Glock in the middle of them and we go, okay, whoever can assemble this and hold the other kid at gunpoint first, that's, that's how we'll base this decision. And I think that that would just fit really well in our culture. And I think it's something we should consider. Uh, we could, like I said, we could keep going all day. We could keep going all day. Yeah. You know, we yeah. we got to move on to another story here, but it is yep. sad. Yep. Go ahead. Um, let's go to the FBI, our favorites on this show, our friends of the show. The FBI is, quote unquote, extremely concerned. This is a quote from CNBC.com about China's influence through TikTok on U.S. users. Here's the. Uh, opening of the article. The FBI director, Chris Ray told lawmakers Thursday that he's extremely concerned about TikTok's operations in the U.S. We do have national security concerns, at least from the FBI's and uh, about TikTok, Ray told members of the House Homeland Security Committee. I've been making this point for a while, and I just want people to hear that part. The House of Homeland Security Committee, okay, in a hearing about worldwide threats, they include the possibility that the Chinese government could use it to control data collection on millions of users or control the, rec <clears throat> the recommended algorithm, which could be used for the influence operations on young people if they choose to do so. Uh, control software on millions of devices is another concern, which gives uh, opportunity to potential technically compromisable personal information. So basically what they're saying here is yes i get it i get the argument like if you discuss like a vpn with somebody and they're like hey man i'm not watching child porn i don't you know everybody all my cousins know i watch trans porn it's fine uh it's i'm not concerned about this well it's like dude everybody in our day-to-day -day lives looks up something uh, you know maybe it's a question on a hemorrhoid you've had for a month or you know, you're, you've got some weird liquid dripping from your penis and you've never seen that color before. Why is it pink? And you're looking that up and you're going, well, shit, this is a running log of everything I've said and done. And that's not good to have in the US's hands. Having it in China's hands is so much worse. These guys are desperate to the point where they're going up to NATO and going, yeah, we know we have one third the military power of you guys, and it literally wouldn't work if we tried to take over Taiwan, but come at us, motherfucker. It's literally China is me in any fight right now. Like, I know I'm going to lose, but I refuse to bitch out. So it's like, hey, I'm going to, I'll get my ass kicked, but I'm going to make a point here. All right. Um, the, it really is a, a matter of who do you know that doesn't have TikTok? Dan, do you have TikTok on your phone? I do. I do. Yes. So the other day when you when you searched up uh, 
Ariana Grande rim job fakes, you probably you probably had that logged. And so what China is going to do is take that uh, 10 years from now and be like, oh, yeah, you know, you have a five year old kid and a wife you love very much and trying to pay off this home. Right. You want to know about this time you jerked off for three hours and uh, and looked up uh, lesbian strap on porn? Uh, well, we can send her the whole thing along with the uh, video of you coming to it because we have access to your camera and every single app on your phone. <laughs> I don't understand how people just don't care about that. Like, I'm concerned uh, uh, about the U.S. government hearing this podcast and going, you know, it's too much about 9-11. He's talking, he's talking about the flight simulations that day. Jesus Christ, we got to take him out. Um, and I've talked about that on the podcast before. If that happens, if I'm assassinated during this podcast by a CIA agent, I hope they'll at least do me that favor. That would be, I'd be willing to die for that. The podcast would go down in infamy. And um, yeah, no, basically my, my point is, think about these things, guys. Think about these things before you do anything. And maybe, you know, maybe you're my grandma and you're straight up not using the internet for anything besides Charlie Chan reruns from 1938. But I also, I don't know what to tell you. Um, yeah, we're, we're getting closer to the end here. Let's just keep going on some stories unless you have anything that you wanted to bring up. Nope. Keep going. That was, that was a good segue. Here's a fun one. Uh, Trump prepares to launch third campaign for the White House. This is an yeah. article from the Associated Press. Uh, oh, that's, quote, that's nice because now now the entirety of babes will be throwing a get-together party in, in, <laughs> in light of his announcement. You'll see probably 80% of our graduating class show up in like a toga outfit. Viking uh, uh, Trump fans are Vikings fans right now. Like they're like, we're back in this shit. Yes, yes. Just running up to a, a kid in a in a fucking Biden Harris shirt and yelling faggot at him. That's honestly, we're gonna get right back into it. We had a nice little break uh, of Donald Trump not being president. Get ready to hate each other again, folks, because Donnie T is going back to the league. Uh, quote, hopefully tomorrow will turn out. Is this, uh, is this Trump? Yeah, this is him saying this. Hopefully, uh, tomorrow I'm, I'm going to try and focus here and try and, and get a better impression going. Okay. This might be awful, but this is why if you're listening to this podcast, you should respect me. Your coworker is not doing this. Your drunk aunt at Christmas is not trying an unprepared Donald Trump impression. Hopefully... Tomorrow will turn out to be one of the most important days in history of our country. That was, I, I kind of, do you ever say something and then like kind of just like look at the firearm you have and wonder, is this all worth it anymore? <laughs> um, Trump wrote on his social media network on Monday, an announcement was expected by 9 p.m. Eastern Tuesday time from his club in Palm Beach. Uh, another campaign is a remarkable turn from any former president, much less one who made history as the first attempt to be, I'm sorry, as the first to be impeached twice, whose term ended with his supporters violently storming the U.S. Capitol in a deadly, it's like a South Park episode, in a deadly bid to halt the peaceful trans, uh, transition of power on January 6, 2021. The podcast started on January 7th, dude. Uh, I'm a part of U.S. history. 
Just one president in U.S. history has elected to two has been elected to two non-consecutive terms: Grover Cleveland in nine, in 1884, and once again in 1892. So here's the thing: I mean, you just read that article, and you realize, yeah, this guy, uh, I would say, prompted to say the least, the dumbest people in the country to try and kill AOC. <laughs> so that we would overturn it. Like that would be like in an NFL game, right? If some, if you didn't agree with a call, like uh, let's go back to the did Des catch it play. Um, let's say you're a Packers fan, like you're upset about it, but then you jump onto the field and attempt to attack the referee with a hammer. And your buddy is, is 100% sober shitting on the bench of the opposing team, shitting on the Cowboys bench. Um, I've, I'm pretty sure I would have to look up the details, but I'm pretty sure somebody did try to kill AOC and somebody else took a shit on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Both of which, I mean, are we not going to say that they're funny? Come on. I, you know, I don't, I don't want anybody to get killed. I don't want to shit on anybody's desk, but is it hilarious? Also, yes. I very much regret the first episode of this podcast because there was a lot of funny bits, but I tried to be, I tried to be like, this is a step too far. By the Republicans. It was funny. It was a bit. It was a bit. When they when they marched in there and tried to break the door down and were and were verbally threatening a U.S. official, they were trying to make people laugh, dude. And that's what people don't get. That's why you know the libs they try and go so far in one direction. Nothing's funny now. You know, it's 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 isn't it just hilarious though, right? That this is a guy that is going to garner so much rally and support now, now let, let me try and make a reference to a sports player donald trump is alex rodriguez okay okay he was so successful in his in his early years right like he was widely known people knew who he was and then something happened along the way to where people are like i fucking hate this guy he gets suspended uh, you know a rod gets suspended for a year for lying about you know using steroids and so on and so forth and then his suspension ends and he comes back and people are like, huh, I didn't think he would do it. Never thought I'd see the day. He's finally done it. And are we forgetting that this is a guy that his own supporters conspired to kidnap the governor of Michigan? And people it are just was like, a, again, it was a bit. They were trying to be funny. They weren't actually going to hurt him. They were just going to, you know, put him in the trunk a little bit. Okay, fine, but all right. So let's then we'll go to uh, January. We'll go, we'll go to January, right? We'll say okay. Um, the 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 regulars at Babes went to the Capitol, and then and they said no, no, this ele- this election's wrong. Apparently, voting by mail is now the most ungodly thing to ever do because it's just you know non legitimate. Um, and this guy is allowed a third term. I and think you, know you should only is? be allowed. I think you should only be allowed to vote by mail if you've had two abortions. That's it. He, no, he's gonna win too. Isn't that the funny thing? He's he's gonna win because he's going to no, crush. He's gonna crush. Yeah. yeah. Let, let me be honest with you. Besides the typical blue states, so like the West Coast, um, Minnesota, Illinois, the East Coast. Can you name to me a state in which he wouldn't win? 
No, I, I, I don't know. Like, it, yeah, you know, you it all comes back to money. Who votes for Donald Trump is rich people. Like, it's just, it's going to happen, guys. And I'm not, I would love to say that I'm here for it, but I'm really not. I, uh, I'm so sick of talking about the guy. You know, the fact that there is no age limit on the presidency, of course, there should be a age minimum. 35, I think, is a great, that's great. But we also can't have guys who are 80 falling asleep during press conferences, inciting insurrections, uh, fucking forgetting that somebody's dead in the middle of a national, uh, a, you know, while they're addressing the country. These are things that Biden and Trump have both done. It's like, guys, holy fuck, man. I get that this is all a sham, but can you try and hide that a little bit? I, hey, remember, there was a, I remember there was a guy at Babes in uh, 2020 so it was right before the election. I was with a few friends and it was it was before like Babe's giving, if you knew what that was. Um I blocked it out of my memory, blocked it out. Yeah. I I wish I could be in your shoes right now. But some dude was wearing a Biden Harris hat and another guy walked in the bathroom. He was like, You know he's gonna lose, right? And then like <laughs> threw like a really wet paper towel at his head and just walked what? away. And I'm like First of all, that's a weird way to assault someone. And Bro, number two, I, I, I wonder how that guy's keeping now. If he's just kind of like, he has like that shit-eating grin on his face where he's, where he's like, hey, you know, um, he did win, but, you know, look how he's doing. Uh, you know, I can't finance my 2002 Dodge Ram that was passed down from my grandfather. Um, being Being a Trump fan would be like, being a Trump supporter and watching them lose would be like, watching if you if you were a cowboys fan watching the giants win in the super bowl you're like all right whatever i'm in this miracle run I, you want to know something i'm pretty sure somebody from from north runs nick adams twitter account <laughs> i mean we we we, we got to be honest about that right like that would totally strike that that wouldn't surprise you in the slightest would it if if you figure that that nick adams is actually like a hologram and then you figured out that someone from you know, the class of 2015 or 2016 is secretly behind it. Well, I mean, it's, it's, you know, we know a few people like that, like Mike Morales from all the way back in episode four, he writes, he's Ben Shapiro's ghostwriter. And, you know, they were like, we can't have a Mexican guy saying this. We got, come on. He's talking about fucking the influence of female rappers. We got to have the nerdiest white guy saying all this shit. And, you know, when you do what it takes to win, I respect that. But when it's when it when doing what it takes to win involves a 75 year old millionaire who has committed war crimes, along with probably every other thing you can think of. And I'm not even talking about Trump, dude. I'm talking about Biden. <laughs> like my my whole point in all of this is you are you're watching two teams you hate. You're basically a fucking Eagles fan watching the Patriots and Giants play in the NFC championship. And you're like, both of these guys are nothing to me. I don't give a shit about either of these people. How did they, how did it get to this point? And you could break it down by just saying, well, Trump, uh, you know, went against everything liberals say, which half of this country was obsessed with. And the other half of the country was like, let's throw up a Hail Mary and see if this 80 year old man can knock this dude out of out of the race 
And it really is just, if you want to define America and our level of intelligence, just, just use the TikTok story and the Donald Trump headline and you're all good. Uh, we're running out of time here. God damn, Dan, I got to say, dude, like I, I've done the podcast with a few people now and you understand it. You know how to do it. You know how to keep a conversation going. You know how to let other people talk when they need to. I mean, we're on Zoom for God's sakes. There is a three second delay and Dan just absolutely killed this shit. Thank you so much for being on, man. And Oh, you uh, got it. Yep. I'm telling you, you got to start your own fucking podcast, dude. Dude, I don't know what I would talk about. I would probably talk about, I don't know, QAnon or some ridiculous shit like that. I'd, I don't fucking know. As someone with an IQ of four and uh, a drug problem as well as CTE, I would say it's not that hard. I would say you you are a smart guy and I think you could figure it out. Um, that being said, we'll, we'll go, we'll, we'll plan for that someday. Still plan Excellent. on getting back, back on Twitter. I'll be plugging that at the beginning of uh, every show and the end of every show as soon as I get that done said that 15 days ago that I was going to do it. Uh, do you have anything? We got less than a minute left here. Do you have anything you want to plug or just any final notes for the, for the yeah, audience? final thoughts, dude, I'm, I am all good. I was, I'm glad I was able to do it today, but I'll let you cap it off before we, uh, before the time runs out. Um, yeah, I'll basically just say like, I hate Nicholas Cruz. I think I, I hope he's tortured and hate raped in prison, but if the Packers uh, do somehow make a comeback and go to the Super Bowl. Oh, baby, you're going to see me in a Florida court within six months. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we really appreciate the support, and uh, hopefully we will have another episode out sometime very, very soon here. I have another guest lined up for this week, so 